Next slide, please. Hello and welcome to the podcast, which takes you onto a journey into management consulting. My name is Tobias Stahl. I'm a manager at the consulting firm Strategy Engineers. And you might remember that a couple of episodes ago, I had two of my colleagues here to discuss what does it actually mean to work abroad. And as part of that discussion with Asli and Zach, I actually had the feeling that we need to talk about a topic which is closely related, but even bigger than working abroad, and that is living abroad. So with this episode, I want to talk to those very two colleagues again to share their experiences, how it is to actually live abroad when you do a client project. Now, the thing is, I can't support in that topic in any way because I have never been truly living abroad for a client project. I've always been traveling for client projects, but I always went back to my home base at the end of the week. And that leaves the entire weekend, at least in my experience, untapped because there was no change. Now, Asli and Zach, thanks for being my guests again. And thanks for shedding some light on this very special challenge in the consulting life. Good to have you here. Good to be here. So... I think we can do a very brief introduction for those who have not met you before. Asli, would you go first? Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us to this episode. Uh, and uh, we're really, really excited about the feedback that we got from the first session that Zek and I had. Um, please feel free to reach out. Let us know if there are any additional questions. My name is Asli. I am a manager at Strategy Engineers. Uh, I've had eight plus years of experience with uh, management and strategic consulting, mostly in mobility, uh, e-mobility, automotive and aerospace areas. Zach? Thank you, Asli. Hello, everybody. Uh, first time listeners and second time listeners. Um, this is Zach. Um, you're talking about experience uh, abroad again. Um, now I'm a associate uh, in German office of SE, originally coming from Shanghai office, relocated just half a year ago. Had two year living experience in middle US, Wisconsin Madison, which is very close to where you live right now, Asli. And now um, I have the pleasure to, to live in Germany um, for Half a, half a year already and maybe some years more um, in the upcoming years. So um, I'm very glad to talk about my experience living abroad with you guys. Yep, thank you. Perfect, let's get started then, Zach. And maybe we go with your experience first because that is somewhere where we met. We've been together in Sweden and it was a typical consulting project for me because I would fly back home every Thursday night and come yeah. back on a Monday morning. Actually, yeah. it was more like uh, Monday lunchtime. But you stayed over the weekend. How did that come? It was uh, the, the setup. You cannot just like fly back to China every weekend, right? It's just simply not possible. So actually in Europe, uh, this kind of region, it's not like China, it's like very broad, you, want, you can travel like between provinces, but in Europe, you have the privilege to actually easily travel across the countries. So in weekends, we would, uh, I would definitely choose to go to another country uh, because it was rather easy and you have this um, European Union visa. 
And then, um, of course, you, you also have this uh, opportunity to explore within the country uh, of Sweden. Actually, we went to um, Gothenburg and also went to Stockholm to see different views, different cities. And it, w- it was very fun um, to spend weekends uh, with, uh, within the project. I mean, of course, uh, during the project and weekdays, you will have the chance to connect with colleagues just as i mentioned last time and of course with with the clients even to to spend dinner time and also um feierabend uh what we say in german <laughs> um so yeah it was great fun how was that feeling venturing into that did you feel that you want to try that were you excited to do it or did you also have kind of this Oh, that is a big step for me. I'm not going to see my girlfriend, my family, etc., for a longer period of time. <laughs> um, maybe because I was very young, you know, <laughs> like very advent- adventurous, let's say. Um, I think it was like I was very motivated, as motivated as I am right now. And also for the same reason why I came to Germany um, when I had the chance to stay in Shanghai, like to live a stable life. Uh, so I had to kind of like follow my heart to go for uh, as many opportunities as possible to see the world, you know, I think it's the same principle as you being a consultant. I mean, it's all about knowing things, seeing things and connecting with people. Um, so I would say I would grab any chance I could see to actually explore my view as much as possible. That was, that was my intention. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk about this this German move that you made a little bit later. But first, for you, Asli, how did that go with your stays abroad? I think uh, the stays, um, the feeling that you get depends on the duration of your stay as well. So I've had uh, extended stays that were uh, one to two months. Then I've had extended stays that were six to seven months. And uh, to be very honest, I think if you know going in that that project is uh, two months abroad, you make sure that you utilize every weekend that you have to the best that you have um, going to different countries around, going to different cities, depending on whether it's US or uh, or Europe, um, versus if you're st- staying in a place in an extended, uh, let's say, four or five, six months, then that gives you a little bit more relaxed feeling when you're doing those plannings, because, you know, maybe, maybe for a couple of weekends, you try to maximize your exposure to uh, all those things around you. But along the way, you take a few weekends off and, and just do nothing but similar things that you would have done at home. And then it's actually just your new home for that period of time, right? For that period of time. And it's a great feeling too, because uh, just like what Zach said, um, you get exposed to the people, may that be your clients, may that be just local people who live there doing totally different types of jobs. But you also have the opportunity uh, in some cases where your friends, your family, your loved ones can actually do visits and come to visit you where you are and uh, they can make the most of the city or the country uh, in some cases together with you and that makes a good case i think (laughs) it does it's definitely a lot more uh elevated when you're sharing it with your loved ones 
absolutely. So now when we think about staying abroad longer, last time we said working abroad is always related to living in a hotel. And uh, we said, well, actually, I don't unpack uh, my luggage. I just live out of the box. And well, it's just too short to care about making yourself at home in the hotel. Um, where have you been staying when you said that you stay abroad for six, seven months? Well, there, there's such kind of uh, hotel is like apartment, right? You have this very small studio layout and you have this very, very small uh, water sink and also the kitchen with only one pot uh, space. So you can just put one pot on it and cut and you have no other space for other pan frying pans or whatever. So um, I would say for one person, it's definitely uh, sufficient and I mean, you don't have so many time occasions to, to cook for yourself as well. Um, but again, I mean, if you want to stay there for a very short time, I would say you would go for definitely a hotel setup because it, somebody will could uh, prepare a very fine breakfast for you. Because my I personally am very bad at cooking breakfast for myself. And sometimes I, I practically don't. I don't know about you guys, but... For myself, I just, I would rather enjoy those kind of buffet breakfast in hotel. Yeah. What about you, Asli? Uh, similar setups. So uh, I think there are more and more opportunities now uh, with uh, some uh, rental services that uh, people can uh, rent their spaces for extended stays. But my experience had been very similar to Zach, where it would be, a, a specialized hotel that focuses on uh, extended stays, longer term stays with a small kitchenette. Um, and that suffices because, again, sometimes it's nice to be able to come to your extended stay hotel room and make a cup of tea or make some soup that uh, that's simple. But for the most part, you really are either on the client side, um, working with them, uh, working with your colleagues, but also uh, you're, you're out uh, and exploring the city or even the country. So there isn't really all that much time to do cleaning, um, cooking and, and things like that. Um, so those, those setups usually work out really nicely. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that if you have a sufficiently engaging program planned for the next weeks to come, then there's not much need for a home in the sense that you would have it back at your real home, right? That makes it a little bit easier then. Yeah. Now, the the special version of this living abroad is, of course, that you are not assigned to a specific project, but you chose to work from a different office in our company. And I think we said that the last time that we have offices in Germany, yes, but also in China, the US and the UK. And Zach, you explored that mobility between the offices. Tell me something about that. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I feel very uh, flattered or honored. I also very appreciate what SE has done for me. I mean, this kind of flexibility between the office. I think my case is the first time case to explore this kind of... Um, uh, between office transfer and um, yeah, 
just as I said, I was very, very motivated to see different things in different countries. And also, I mean, our company is a Germany based uh, company. And at the same time, my wife is doing a PhD degree um, in Göttingen University and that somehow matches us together. So all things come together and then, yeah, we're, we end up being here. Um, so I think it feels very, very differently from what I experienced in project work and also in my master time, uh, master degree time in the U.S. Because um, when you were in a project work, you you have the t certain tasks and certain onboarding process, and you don't have to deal with like local citizenship stuff. Um, you you just go to the hotel, and you, from hotel you go to the client side. Um, when I was in US, you have this kind of um, school set up so you know who to go to, which administrative you, you should do. And um, yeah, it feels different. Right now, uh, when I came to Germany in the first place, nobody tells me which things you need to do first to, to make yourself legally as a citizen here. So it took me like um, two to three weeks to figure out how to do process in the in the right order so that I can get every single paperwork done here. So for example, uh, it, it was really new to me that you need to register um, in the city when you are in, in Germany, like you need to re-register again if you move to another city, something like that. So it was, it was kind of tedious, but very, very novel and very mind-freshing to me uh, as a relocation experience. I would definitely do that again if I had the chance. So. Maybe next year I will go to US, Asli. <laughs> I was about to say that. Maybe you can move on further rest and continue the tour the world um, one time around it. <laughs> well, let's ask our boss. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Um, now, living in Germany and working with the German team and officially being part of the, the German team now, um, of course, you, you cause some disruption because all the German internal calls have to be in English now. Um, but we already experienced you learning German quickly. And that is, that is amazing. My question is, uh, how does it feel being a part of the German team compared to the perspective that you had on the German team while still being in Shanghai? Well, I would say I mm, expected more um, direct connection and communication um, compared to I was in Shanghai, but because of the COVID, everything is, stays still remotely. Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, but I think our company, from one perspective, it's very, very international. As you see, we have employees from different countries. So language-wise, it's also not an issue for for German, I would say, because it's Uh, I would say citizenship, uh, uh, citizens in Germany, uh, I mean, most of them speak very, very fluent English. So language wise, no problem. But it's just if you want to really, really fit into the local group, uh, local colleagues cir circle, let's say, and really um, follow all the German meetings, you definitely need to pick up this language. Uh, yeah, one way or the other. So um, there is no way around, I would say. And uh, we're working very hard on that my wife and myself, both of us. So trying to localize ourselves as much as possible. Yeah. Asli, did you have that same experience in Germany? Because you stayed in Germany also for quite a, quite a while. How is your German? Um, also, uh, nicht sehr gut, würde ich sagen. Um, <laughs> it used to be much better. Uh, I 
did study German as uh, one of my undergrads, but because I uh, graduated centuries ago and haven't used it uh, forever, uh, it was really interesting to see going to Germany for extended periods uh, after not having used the language for many, many years. And then even within a couple of months, seeing it go back up to where it used to be. Uh, I think I... And uh, I think Zach is doing a tremendous job because I think it's one thing to know German. It's another thing to know German in technical environment uh, where the vocabulary has its own world. Uh, so hats off. Um, my favorite thing about um, being able to speak a little bit of German or, or picking it up again uh, was more on uh, local setups. So more and more so uh, with the global world that we live in, there are more and more nomads, expats. So sometimes uh, you're actually in these circles when you're in these extended stays uh, with people from all over the world where you use English uh, a lot. But uh, you do also find yourself uh, with uh, meeting locals and uh, and having you know, new circles of friends when you're in extended stays. And for that, I found German to be uh, much more useful during my stays in that country. So you would say that if you really stay longer, you should definitely make that an objective that you get at least some level of knowledge in that language? I think I would phrase it a little bit differently. Uh, I would say uh, that... Uh, At this day and age, you definitely don't need to, uh, to be very honest, because it seems like everybody in the world is uh, moving to has moved towards English. And in most of the countries, people are so nice and welcoming uh, that they go out of their way to make you feel comfortable uh, and try their best to understand what you're trying to communicate to them. However, I think it's also nice, uh, no matter where you go, if you're there for an extended period, um, to learn a few of the key basics, just to reciprocate uh, that uh, welcoming feeling that you're getting uh, as, uh, as a visitor. Yeah, I think that is a very um, humble position, very, very kind uh, view of the world. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's definitely something that we should be able to do. So I need to learn Chinese now, at least uh, <laughs> some some basics. <laughs> I can offer some training, no worries. Yeah, maybe we we start doing some uh, reverse learning experience here. I'll teach you some some German special uh, content that is not treated well in the official training that we receive. Yeah. And maybe we exchange something that is uh, the basic Chinese knowledge. <laughs> well, the learning curve will be steep. <laughs> Steep yeah. as hell. <laughs> and I think that is the good thing about this, because as you said correctly, that it's about the, the basics. It's not about being able to do this technical conversation, which you are fully right, is for sure a whole different animal. But it's about this saying hello and thank you a little bit more than that and showing that you that you know where you are, right? Otherwise, you might come across, uh, depending on who you talk to, but you might come across ignorant by still not being able, this person is living here for half a year and this person is still not yet there, um, that can also leave a negative impression. No? I would actually say, uh, you know, 
people in general are so nice, uh, no matter where I've been, uh, that uh, they don't try to pick up on negative observations. So any any country that has hosted me, um, may that be Germany, may that be US, may that be uh, China and Japan, uh, I think nobody thinks about the negative at all. But if you take that extra step, that little positive that you're giving uh, to your hosts is so uh, positively welcome. Uh, that registers, but uh, not the lack of it, it seems like. And that is also very good because it reassures you that you can start on this endeavor without having negative feelings saying, I don't want to learn a new language. I just want to live there for half a year or something, right? So that is, it's lowering the boundaries that you might might experience. Yeah, and uh, I think it's also, it all depends on you um, and what you want to accomplish and what you want to experience. Uh, I think uh, as, as, again, the world is getting smaller and smaller, um, people are being exposed to all different types of uh, these relationships and experiences. Awesome, yeah. I think with that, my question to the two of you, did we miss any any key point that you wanted to talk about for living abroad as a consultant? Well, I wouldn't say miss, but um, I would just reiterate that um, personally, I loved these uh, extended stays in other countries. It gave me a better exposure to the country It gave me a better exposure to the people and uh, helped me build all these amazing relationships, which are still intact even today after so many years in some of those situations where we're still keeping in touch, uh, you know, video calling uh, every now and then. Uh, and now I have friends all over the world. Um, Some of them are ex-clients, some of them are ex-colleagues, and some of them are just local people that I met. And I would say that it was overall a priceless experience. Um, and the memories made are not only with me today, but will be with me uh, forever. Yeah, um, I think that that summarized pretty much um, of what I want to say as well. And... Um, I also want to emphasize that the global perspective, this kind of thing, is very, very much valued for a consultant. And I would say it's um, sooner the better. You can take up this kind of global perspective. And um, the only way you actually can do this is to go abroad, live abroad. And um, to really feel it, not like from the book, to you read it about globalization, all the trends, what is happening uh, of the world. It's like this perspective thing. And that you can only learn by doing and learn by experiencing, I'll say. Thank you very, very much. That was truly inspiring, I must say. Um, I had the feeling I was smiling almost all the time because I'm looking forward to when we can go back to to traveling and living this this lifestyle, even though we need to figure out how we balance that with being also a company dedicated to sustainability, uh, which is another thing that caters actually to the fact of staying where you go and not flying back and forth. Um, but for the moment and for this episode, 
thank you very much for sharing your experiences and being my guests again. And I hope to have you back in some of the future episodes. That's uh, going to be for sure. <laughs> thank you for having thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you Most so much. welcome. Most welcome. And um, for all of you listening, as Asli said in the beginning, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to either of us, be that on LinkedIn or by leaving a hopefully positive review for this podcast on one of the common platforms. And with that, thank you for listening in and we'll hear you in the next one. Bye-bye. Ciao.